there was just a button that said click me and so i did you were drunk we 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 were all just doing our best you know yeah but now you're in charge so things will be better oh yeah yeah i like spending money <laughs> it just feels good it's like I know, but you know if if people don't get money for the things they build then they go away like that has happened to things and then i feel guilty like just pay for things if you use it or they're going to be evil like twitter is free and now it's evil if we had to pay for it it would be more controlled right i can't believe those dirty bastards fact checking our man our, our, our dude well, um, maybe we should maybe we should just get get started. Sure. All right. Hello, listener, and welcome to your new 29th favorite podcast right behind Stop Making Fun of My Name with Harry Seward. It's Destroy the Files with Kate and Brent. Hi, I'm Kate, writer, editor, keeper of the keys. And I'm Brent, story writer, booze enthusiast, jet-setting philanthropist. This is a podcast we should maybe just delete shortly after recording, and where the only limit is your imagination. If you were at work, a child, a child at work, a member of ISIS, a member of the Dutch Illuminati, a member of the Judean People's Front, Kate's daughter, or my own dear sweet mother, it is not recommended that you listen to this possibly inappropriate fucking podcast. So how you doing? Well, we both said that at the same time. Yeah. If one of us would have said jinx, then the other person won't be able to talk until somebody says their name. Mm. Or you get punched on the arm. That's the rules. Before we really get into it, I suppose we should get our first sponsor out of the way. This portion of the podcast is sponsored by Puerto Rican Seafaring Fire Ants. They're big, they're angry, and they'll sting the ever-living shit out of your child during a swim in the ocean. Perfect for beachside birthday parties, weddings, graduations, bar mitzvahs, and yes, even funerals. Spice up your day at the beach with Puerto Rican seafaring fire ants. Nice. Welcome. Welcome. Yeah. We love those guys. We have a very broad group of sponsors that have been supporting us. That's nice. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Yeah. We're the lucky ones. I hear some people are struggling to get sponsors, but not us. Not us. I guess um, one thing, as long as we're talking about Puerto Rico, I... Oh, hello, little dog. Are we sure that wasn't Son of Ratzilla? No, this is Mina. Oh, hi, Mina. So I had I had um, been thinking about this a lot, and I ended up writing this poem called A Letter to a Friend I Never Knew. And it goes like this. To my friend, you were good. You made everyone's life better. You had dreams of living a long life in the sun, maybe raising some kids. You lived next to Christine and you were her best friend. One day you were gone. You were butchered by people you trusted, devoured by them to celebrate like the Feast of the Kings or some shit. Your name was Pepito and you were delicious. I mean, it doesn't rhyme or anything, but it's a poem. It's, I mean, it's a work in progress. It's a work in progress. I'm, <laughs> it's not done. It's not done, you know. It's good. It's good that we call back to older episodes. Now people will have to go back and find out what that's all about. Yeah. And and, and they can learn about all kinds of stuff in those older episodes. I wonder what kind of things that's they'll right. learn. So what have you been up to lately? What's on your mind? 
No, I did a little camping. You're still at home, you're still at work. Yeah, but we went camping last weekend. Right. In the woods. You got some camping tales to share? It was a little rainy, but I do have a camping update. One of the things I did was I went fishing with my brother and my dad and my uncle. And there was this spot kind of in the corner of this lake. It's Perch Lake. It's up in the Blue Hills. So there's a spot right in the corner where they were just snapping at the worms. But they were all very tiny. I didn't keep any of them. I don't tend to keep any of my fish that I catch, especially not the little tiny ones. But they're creepy. They creep me out, those fish. And they're, uh, they make that noise. You never heard a fish? You never heard a fish go. It's crazy. And they do that thing with their fins like. And they got the little horn. So I, yeah, so I, I throw them back. And on that very same lake, there's this kind of bog on the other side. It's like floating island sort of thing, but it mostly stays in one place. It's pretty big. So anyway, there's this there's this tree over there that's kind of branchless and dead and old. And at the top of it is this platform that the, like the DNR or somebody had put up there. And so that the ospreys will come and build a nest there. So as I was paddling closer to get some pictures of the osprey nest, I could see a chick peeking its head up going, like that. Like they do sound like a lot like a fish. And it started chirping at me. Well, not really chirping at me. Probably chirping more at its mom or parent or guardian or whatever the hell. I don't know if they have like what kind of family units they have. It could have been a guardian. Trusted friend of the family or something. Sure. (laughs) So I get a little closer and then the, the, the bigger one swoops up and lands on the thing and starts chirping back at the baby or the chick or whatever. And then and they kind of both go, and then then the bigger one is like, oh, fuck you, being a little, you know, being a little jackass about this. And then it flaps away and goes sit in a tree over there. And the the, the chick is like chirping, like, hey, well, why why'd you gotta abandon me like that? And I got some pictures. I took a little video, and it's funny because uh, at the in the video, I'm just like, oh, I'm t- I'm recording, I'm recording, and my kayak is just kind of gliding across, and then. At the end of the video, I kind of crashed into some like like trees. They're like leaning over. It's not like a crash crash. It's just like kind of run into and they like try to knock me out of my kayak. <laughs> a little commotion. And I did spill my beverage a little bit. They did manage to knock that out of my cup holder. A little disappointed. But I had another one on hand and we got that taken back care of. So the next thing, this was a surprise. I was not anywhere near the mental state to be able to cope with this immediately as it happened. But my cousin had his fiance up there and she had brought her, her niece who which worked out great because same age as my son and they're playing and riding bikes and having fun all weekend. Now the niece brings spam and says, we can't go camping without spam. So she brings spam grilling the spam for breakfast. It's delicious. I went over there. I'm like, what's this? What is this puke you're cooking up over here? Spam. I honestly have never had spam before. Man, I had some. It was grilled. It was delicious. I would eat it again. And uh, I'm kind of a believer. I'm a big now. fan of the, the spam. And I oh. always made fun of it until he brought home some extra spicy. Hmm. Quite delicious. Hmm. I'm, I'm a fan of the spam. Spam fam. Yeah. Spam fan. <sighs> Damn it. <laughs> Fuck that up. Uh, what are you drinking there? This is a, um, a cola. With um, an orange uh, Coke, 
Have you tried it? It's really good. No, but do you got some? What do you guys are like like Kahlua or something in there? What do you got? Oh, it's got some vodka in there. Hmm. Excellent, excellent. Oh, there was there was a spider and some bathroom moths. So what? Bathroom moths, moths that no. were in the bathroom, and I think they were um, kind of new they out of the cocoon. Did they, they come on, out of the water closets? They were on the they were on the door. Oh. So I had I had been down to the bathrooms early in the morning and rather than you know go into the camper cuz I I'd brought a tent this time. So the wife and child stayed in the camper and then I could stay up super crazy late with with my bro and my sister-in-law and have some campfire beverages which I did and then go to bed in my tent. And I I sleep great in a tent. Get all that fresh air. We had a little cot in there. I brought some little, little goblin statues to keep me company. You really I, I really slept great in that in, in, in that tent. And but to get up in the morning, like I need to I need to use the bathroom. I can't really go into the camper and wake everybody up. Uh, nor can I go into my brother's camper because he's still angry with me, presumably about the events from the night before and actually the campfire. And understandably so. I I was way out of line and I was the first to admit it. Not exactly the first, but you know what I mean? So the on the bathroom door there's this crazy big moth. And I'm like, ah my son's gotta see this. And so I, how big is big? Oh, it's as big as your head. Or or a couple no, couple, couple inches, I don't know. And but I, I think it was just fresh out of the cocoon or something because it didn't really seem to want to fly. It's like wings were just kind of trembling. So I scoop it up, I take it, I show the boy, and then we put it on a tree so it can be free. And and there it stays until later. I find this giant water, like not really water. It's like a water's edge. I forget the name of it, but it's one of these big ass spiders, like a wolf spider. It's huge. It's in my kayak, and I scoop it out of there, and it's just like fast and big. And then I put it on the tree, and I got a little video of this too, where it's like skittering up the tree, and then it stops right next to the moth, just about touching it. I got some pictures on my Instagram of that, and it's delightful. You can barely notice the spider. So, so do you ever go, like, sometimes late at night, you need a glass of water, and you go and you turn on the faucet, and moths come out? Is that mm -mm. Mm -mm. No, never mind. That never happens at my house either. Oh. Never. Mm. That's, right. I'm going to follow up on that at a later date. So we're driving out of the campsite. We're done camping. Um, I got the events kind of out of order because I have more after this, but I want to get to this before I forget. Is this, this dude and his son, from they, their license plates say Iowa. They're off the road in the ditch, like just about hung up on a culvert in their minivan. What are you doing in northern Wisconsin from Iowa during a pandemic is what I want to know. And the second thing I want to know is if you're fucking stuck, why are you standing there when I pull up watching my brother fucking try and shovel your van out? You grab that shovel from him and you do your own scooping. So we try and we try. We can't get him out. We, somehow his, his parking brake has, has failed to on position. And we like had this dude, he was coming by and my dad knew him. We hook him on with my toe, with my toe strap. And pull him, but is the the tires just aren't spinning. He's, he's, he's his parking brake will not disengage. So eventually, we're just like, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, dude. You're kind of on your fucking own. So we abandon him. So then, uh, Barb, there was Barb and Bob, 
a nice couple. They were from like the next town over. So, you know, really getting out and do some camping, you know, 10 minutes from home. But they, they made a little sun out of driftwood and they carried him around everywhere. And his eyes followed you. It was amazing. But yeah, the, the, the little driftwood boy, his eyes just followed you wherever you went. And like, they had this, this, this big, friendly, dumb dog, uh, Wilson. It's very, like, like a year old or something, but huge. And he, kinda, he would come over to me when I'm walking past, and he would want pets and stuff. <laughs> but after they made the, the Driftwood Boy that was their son, Wilson would just, like, sit and, like, guard him and growl at me. It was fucking weird. There was, I won't get into this too much, but there was the tunnel beneath the playground that led to the really cool playground with all the bones. I didn't get to spend a lot of time there because my son was like, I don't like it down here. I can hear whispers. I'm like, I know that's what makes it fun. I can't see good. Oh, whatever. So he, he didn't even want to go down the slide down there, even though it was really tall and cool. And then, you know, usual stuff. There was this group of uh, toads that were sacrificing a frog that they'd caught and this little altar made out of like a turtle shell. And it was like lined with all these little sticks with, with mouse skulls on them all around it. And yeah, the, the, the frog, like for their expressions don't really change, you know, they're just kind of blank expression, but it was definitely, you never str- tell what they're thinking. Right. But it was definitely struggling. And it, I, then they had like some weird, like bone or something and they, they um, cut them open with and I <laughs> just, just camping stuff. Sounds like a great time. What'd you do last weekend? We had a hot dog. We had oh. a hot dog. We um, cooked it on a fire in our backyard. It was uh, quite delicious. Nice. Yeah. A couple of those myself. Not a, not on no L.A. fire, though. No fancy L.A. fire under our hot. We, we just had simple up north Wisconsin down-home flames. Mm. Yeah, we did go to the store. Yeah, that was it. We, we don't get out a lot lately. I don't know what's wrong. So when you go to the store in L.A., I, I just imagine, because I haven't been to an L.A. store in a while since, and since you took us to Ralph's. Mm. But there's like a lot of gimps and, and people in unicorn costumes, right? No, sadly, no. Huh. Huh. Uh, we we, uh, we have been uh, wearing the masks around here, though, because um, we're California. We're going to be our own country, and we're going to wear masks. God damn it. Sorry about that. How things are going elsewhere. Well, you know, it's it, you got to find your own therapy sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Like yesterday, I was having kind of a kind of a rough day. I was just kind of feeling a little unappreciated, and I got a call on my cell phone. I knew it was a spam call when I when I picked it up, but I picked it up anyway, and I pushed the button, pushed one to talk to a representative. Yeah, I just needed a punching bag. So I started in. I said, how'd you get this fucking number? And they didn't really say anything. And I go, I go you take me off your fucking list. Nothing. And I'm like, you fucking hear me? And then still nothing. I go, yeah, you hear me. And then I told him, choke on a dick. Oh, I said, choke on a dick to another harsh. human being. And I meant it. <laughs> yeah. Like And they did. They did it. I know. Said so. Now he's now he's somewhere in the in the gutters of 
Mumbai and just right outside the call center, just dragged off by street dogs. Mm. Well, you know. That's what he gets for dialing the wrong number. Now the wrong fucking number. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I have a question for you. Love it. Love it. Let's hear it. Actually, it's more of an inquiry. Even better. How do you feel about irrigation, Brent? How do you feel about irrigation? Hmm. Well, I haven't thought about irrigation uh, in a long time, but I, off the top of my head, I feel positive towards irrigation. Nice. Nice. How about you? You know, I don't want you to tell me what you know about it how you feel about it so the reason we as people are civilized is because we can control water fire gets all the attention it's sparkly and hot and you can barbecue delicious hot dogs on it yeah you can but water is the thing that made our civilization possible and the romans or i don't know who were the ones before that the egyptians the Sumerians, they figured Crete, out, Crete? Babylon, but the Italians figured out how to put it in a channel and get it to the, the plants. So did you know that before, like somewhere close to the end of the 19th century, um, people didn't even drink water hmm. because it would kill them. What with the uh, dengue fever and the cholera. You'll never guess what they drank instead. You'll never guess. Can you guess? Was it beer? It was beer and wine. Smart. Even the little kids would drink it. Just getting wrecked all day. Yeah, all day long. That was all. Yeah, it was. um, So I've lived in a few places that have been a little short on water. Here in L.A., it's by the ocean. But um, that salty water, mm-hmm. which is good for you know, salty fish and salt farming or something, I don't know, but you can't. Wrecking your crops, sure. Yeah, you can't water any plants with it. I, another place I lived, which was also short on water, um, was in North Texas in a place called um, Wichita Falls. In the summer between my ninth and 10th grade year. How old are you then? Uh, like 13, something like that. Ninth and 10th year, let's see, 15. You're going to be, you're going to be 16 when you're a sophomore and get your, get your really? learner's permit and your license. Yeah. Oh, right. Oh, so I have no excuse for any bad behavior at this age. Short aside, my friend, uh, Jason Little, the cipher scribe is, uh, he's from Wichita Falls. Hi, Jason. How are you? So this will um, probably resonate with him because he probably has heard of this place I'm going to talk about. So I lived in Wichita Falls because my dad was in the Air Force. That made me an outsider. So um, I had moved from Cape Cod, Massachusetts the year before. Ooh, la-di-da. La-di-da, right? Northern. <laughs> and the, um, the people in Wichita Falls thought I talked to them. Those fuckers. You should have heard them. (laughs) Uh, So summers in that part of Texas are just about as hot as I have ever experienced. Hot as the devil's balls. They are hotter than L.A. when it's on fire. 
It's hotter than the tropics. Like Puerto Rico was nothing compared to North Texas. It's like you're inside an oven and it used to, cause like between ninth and 10th grade, I was really big into mascara. Mm. It would like melt it together. So I couldn't mm. open my eyes. It was so hot there. It was ridiculous. But, hotter than the ovipositor category on Pornhub. Yeah, that hot. <laughs> <laughs> skeet, skeet, Margaret. Sorry, continue. So on this one summer day, I was hanging out with my uh, best friends, Kayla, Kayla and Debbie. Mm. Because um, not everyone in, in Wichita Falls is named Kayla in the 70s, but um, <laughs> we had one Debbie. And <laughs> I was a... I was a Kathy at the time, don't tell anyone. Although my sister still insists on calling me Kathy. I haven't been a Kathy in easily an hour. Nobody <laughs> calls me that anymore. It's just embarrassing. Time to bring it back. Kathy Jones. With our, our, our readers, <laughs> for our listeners. He'll take it to his grave. <laughs> so the summer before, um, Kayla, Kayla, Debbie, and I, had formed a musical group that kept us occupied all summer long. And our name was, um, I really don't remember, but it was something like the Tinkerbells, maybe. It was you know, something really cool like that. And we Sparkle would- Sparkle motion. <laughs> and uh, we would sing in uh, four-part harmony. And um, we worked really hard because if we got good enough, we could be invited to sing at Kayla's church. Oh, fuck yeah. Uh, and um, we, we uh, shopped for matching outfits, of which three of us found some in the right size, and then like, Debbie had to wear something else, kind of slutty, to be honest. <laughs> Debbie. <laughs> so, but this summer, we were through with our musical group, and we were, like, sitting on the curb because it's too hot to do the hoo-hoo. Just too hot, and we didn't have the money to go to the pool, $2 each to get in at the, the city pool. Mm-hmm. And two fucking dollars. Where are you going to get that if you don't have a job, right? Okay. So we're sitting on the curb by Kayla's, Kayla number one's house. And the <laughs> band drives up. And it's got windows. It's got no windows, no ice cream logos or anything on it. It just drives up and it stops right in front of us and this guy this longish hair leans out the window and he says hi and guess who says hi back debbie fucking figures right debbie and um as soon as he said hi kayla number one of the church kayla ran straight for her front door because um it's a sin to talk to um know anyone who's not in church so he could have been jewish right (laughs) worse and he had long hair this was you know late 70s perhaps so debbie gets up and walks over to the window and she flips her hair the way we'd all been practicing in the in the in the (laughs) but she's doing it out in public like for the guy fucking debbie fucking debbie so the guy says, um, y'all want to go to the KMA di- ditch? And today I Googled the uh, KMA ditch 
which up until today, I thought was the initials KMA ditch. Turns out on the map, it's Kamay, C-A-M-A-Y, Kamay. All this time, I just, KMA, my Texans, they talk funny. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was crazy. Everyone in Wichita Falls has heard of this place, the KMA Ditch. It's epic and legendary. And not many people actually know exactly where it is. It's like, it's like Camelot, maybe? Hmm. But Camelot, if you really want to go swimming. Kayla number two claims that the um, KMA Ditch is not a real place. And the fellow with the long hair says, oh, but it is, and he knows the way. And he jumps out of his white van and he opens the door where there are no windows and asks us all to get into the van. We hop into the van because swimming in mm. summer, right? <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't? Right, just I know how. Asking you just get in. We're going swimming. I'll tell you who wouldn't. Kim Jong Un. He wouldn't. No, fucking lame ass. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Cool kids. We're not going to miss out on um, going yeah. with a strange guy who had kind of long hair that was, you know, pretty cool. It might be uh, maybe a little. Uh, Maybe he's going to pass around some grass. Who knows when you get there? Right. So we all you'd, not you not that you'd partake any, but it just just to be well, like, oh, you know, I was around it, right? Right. Very cool. So we all climb into the back of the van, and it's really hot in there because no windows, yeah. and um, there's like drywall stuff all over the place because obviously that I guess that was what his job was. Hardworking man. Yeah, hardworking. So older, which is also cool. Might have money. Might have money for ice cream. Grown ass men pick up young women, girls, teenage, preteens almost, and mm. uh, yeah, that's always a good thing. But you know, who knows that at fifteen? You don't know those stories. There's no internet to let you know what horrors may happen. So um, you climb in, and um, before he drives off, he um, he hands us a bottle of Boone's Farm. Fuck yeah. White score. And it's a strawberry taste and stuff. It's not so bad. And then he drives and drives and drives. And we leave town and we keep going and we go way out in the country. You know, and everything's fine. And it's a busy strawberry fake wine. It was great. And we're uh, laughing about it. And, um, I got tired of sitting on the floor with all like the dry drywall dust clinging to my legs. So I climb up front and sit in the chair and there it is. We finally make it. There is KMA ditch and it is an irrigation ditch going through the middle of nowhere. <laughs> there are cars parked on both sides of it. Like all the boys from the football team and high school are out there at the ditch. Whoa. Son of a bitch, I knew it. Right? So we climb out and um, Gary is the fellow's name. And uh, he invites us to take off our clothes and go swimming in the water. Sure. Which is kind of like a river. 
and we're not stupid. We might be freshmen, but we are not stupid. Mm-hmm. Jump in in our clothes, and you know that's fine. It's not like our t-shirts are all that thin or anything because it's nine hundred degrees. The thing that makes Kame uh, Ditch really cool is it is the central source of irrigation water for all of North Texas, mm. and it is like three lanes of traffic wide. So like a good river worth of flowing water in the middle of nowhere. And there's some weird topography, is that the word? Mm -hmm. Landscape that um, it's pretty flat out there in in Texas, but for some reason it, there's like a fall off and that goes under a road, but they needed to make the irrigation ditch change levels. So to do that, they have made a cement waterfall that drops, hmm, I would guess, how many, how many feet in a story? It drops like about 10, 10 floors in a building. Okay. So it's a good drop. Mm-hmm. At the top of the drop, it makes a whirlpool for some reason because the water does stuff. All the football guys are up there daring each other to jump into the center of this whirlpool and and no one will do it because um the legend is that farmers don't like kids fucking around out there so they put fence at the opening of the the waterfall or the end of the whirlpool so that anyone who jumps in will get mashed up against the uh fence and just um water pressure will squeeze them through the um Hmm. the grid until they come out in cubes on the other side. All these um, brave guys are up there daring each other, and um, and like Debbie is giggling and flapping her mascara around and like being all cute, and uh, and they're uh, like punching each other in their arm, like little little chicken bitch. Why don't you go? Why don't you go? I'll go. And they kind of look at me like, and I just jumped. <laughs> oh man, water is amazing because you hear everybody yelling and screaming, like, no, don't do it, and then it's all gone. And all of a sudden, you're in a whirlpool, spinning, 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 and there's it's very cool. And then it spits you out under some, like, God knows what. But it spits you out and throws you 25 feet in the air and you splash down in this pool. And like five minutes later, all these cool kids are running up and screaming your name and trying to figure out if you're alive. And uh, it was really fun. And then we all did it. And uh, I never let them forget that I went first. <laughs> that was um, the KMA ditch. Debbie and Kayla never did jump in. Girls, you can't you can't do with girls. Girls never do stuff that is fine. Only only one person that day had had the courage to lead. And her name was Kathy. That's right. Kathy. Now what's the water like in the KMA ditch? I I'm wondering, is it, is it clear water? Is it muddy water? I'm I'm it's pretty clear. Okay. This is some it's piped in to, to feed the um, 
know what crops they have out there. Probably chickens. Wheat. Mm, interesting. I should know that. I lived out there like a couple of years. I, I don't know what. Um, I should have gone to school more than uh, spring round because they probably. Well, you had strangers' vans to climb into, <laughs> Kathy. You know, I mean, going to school every day. That's true. Well, this portion of the podcast is sponsored by Taste of Alabama brand reptile milk. Are you ready to hear the best kept secret of the South? Well, it's a common misconception that only mammals produce milk. Under the right conditions, just about anything can lactate. Taste of Alabama has a rich history of producing the richest, least toxic reptile milk in the country. Side effects? Yeah, there's a few. Now go get you some Taste of Alabama brand reptile milk, Hoss. Welcome and thank you. I think I, you know, that was that was perfect to to kind of dovetail on with with your story about Wichita Falls and the K-Made ditch. I never s did swim in a ditch before. No, I have gone back as an adult mm. and for it, and never been able to find it. I think you got to get lost to get there. I, I did find it um, on the map. The only way to find it is to get lost. Right, like Camelot. Yeah, if you know what road you're on, you're, you're, you can't get there. Oh, yeah, that's, that's, that's what I was going to say yeah. um, about, about your story about Kame Beach or Kame Ditch. I think I know who you're talking about, Gary. I know who you're talking about, and he, he, uh, he lost his life recently to coronavirus. Oh, he was too bad. He was 87, and he, he did have a lot of problems. He was, he kind of mm, wasn't all, he had a little touch of dementia going, and, well, kind of sad, but. Oh, poor Gary. Yeah, he turned out not to be all that nice of a guy, to be honest. Really? You wouldn't think for, like, an. A guy picking up uh, teenage girls and putting them in the van and trying to get them to get naked. So you're saying there's some cosmic justice. Maybe that maybe coronavirus is, was just sent to to deliver justice to Gary. That's mm -hmm. what you're saying. But you know, everybody else is just collateral. Really happened. What was that? Nothing all that bad ever really happened. People get all excited over like girls getting into vans with the older men. At least they didn't have like clown paint on or something. <laughs> we just got to make a quick stop by my crawl space. And then we can go down <laughs> and do some swimming in the nice cool water. You want to swim, don't you? <laughs> so I got, got a couple, uh, couple two, three letters in, in, the, in the mail sack. Oh, wow. It's picking up, huh? Yeah. So the first one is from Stevie Lee in Spoon Fork, Tennessee. It says, <laughs> hey, you, hey, you fuckers. My kids were listening to your piece of shit podcast, and now they won't shut up about weird sex toys and Russian assholes with their brains falling out, taking over Mongolia and torturing people or some shit. Do you have anything special planned for the near future on the podcast? Oh my. Well, thanks for that question, oh Stevie Lee. Um, Stevie Lee, um, we have so many things to talk about. More, more guests, for sure. Yeah. 
definitely more guests. Coming up next week, we have the fabulous Rena Mason. I can't wait for her to uh, stop here. We're going to have a lot of fun. I'm probably not going to be creepy or weird at all. It's fine. Uh, and then, you know, I'm going to have camping updates all summer long. And I might uh, cook another hot dog in the backyard. Fuck yeah, you will. Yeah. Fuck yeah, you will. Uh, yeah, and, and, and more guests. I'm I'm working on George R. R. Martin. Oh, he's, a, he's a pal. He's a pal of yours, right? Well, not for a while. That's probably why I haven't gotten a response yet. But, you know. You know, but I'm not. I haven't. I haven't heard a no. Have not. Have not been turned down yet by George. So uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna keep him in the maybe column until we hear. Until we hear. Uh, fuck off and stop bothering me. And how'd you get this number? That kind of stuff. <laughs> you know. Um. So. Furtiships in Saddle Fork, Nebraska says, "I don't know where to begin with you, quote unquote, people. If that's really what you can be called." For a podcast called Destroy the Files, you sure seem to be keen on not destroying the files, but instead saving and posting the files on the internet for my seven-year-old to discover. Anyway, I need some new music to listen to. Any recommendations? Well, my first issue is with this whole people thing, because yay lizards, right? Lizards are people too. Lizards rule. Not that we're lizards. Not that. Well, of course you're not. Mammals going around dripping their milk on each other. So, I uh, recently was part of a conversation with uh, my friend Jason down in Wichita Falls. My my friend Ken was recommending a band to Jason, and that band is called Bird Cloud. Bird Cloud is the ultimate outlaw country. It don't get no more outlaw than Bird Cloud. They got right. songs like Vodka Sodaberg, which is, is, is their, probably their, their biggest hit, I think. Uh, you know, there's one about hanging with my granny. There's one color like Black Guys. Spring Water, very popular with the people. These, these two gals, they can... They can tear it up country music style and leave you wondering what the fuck did I just listen to and how can I get find more of it and inject it straight into my veins. You know, there's there's our our friend Matt Wajek who did two covers of my books. He is in a musical project with I forget her name, but she's got an amazing voice. Uh, I believe she's Norwegian or Swedish or I I I'm not even gonna say because I'm gonna sound like an asshole, but. Their band is called Nightmare Administration, and they fucking rock. And he does all kinds of, he does the music, she does the vocals, and it's just great. Just great music. Psycho Stick, another one. Hard Rockin' Jams. Saw them live on a couple occasions, not to be missed. Mm. A band that I saw live called Uncle Scratch's Gospel Revival. Saw them with Pussifer a few years back. Uh, sadly, Uncle Scratch's Gospel Revival is not a band anymore on account of uh, the drummer brother Ed, I believe, passed away due to cancer. So fuck cancer, but listen to Uncle Scratch's Gospel Revival because they got songs like Give Me Back My Bible, Baby, 
uh, Devil's Pussy, and their live show was amazing. He instead of a, a cymbal, he had like a metal milk crate that he was playing. And at one point, the guitarist brother and he gets up and stands on top of the kick drum, one foot on the kick drum, one foot on Brother Ed's face as Brother Ed's drumming. And Brother Ed's playing the guitar, and they're just just, just killing it. And the, the whole drum kit is mostly, seems like garbage. He's sitting, at, instead of sitting on a stool, he's sitting on a folding lawn chair. It's amazing. This sounds like a good time. Never been rocked like that before. <laughs> How about you? Any musical suggestions for fur to ships and saddle fork? I'm getting all my um, um, all my musical entertainment lately from TikTok in hmm. fifteen minute increments. So um, I could recommend like fifteen minutes of two thousand different songs, but I couldn't tell you who sang them. Yeah, no, I've got nothing. Sorry. But but sign up for TikTok and follow the rules and be Chinese. I can't sign up for TikTok. I already have too many time wasters. But now I remember when we when we were first kind of getting to know each other. I I thought I was so cool. I was telling you about this band. This guy, Doctor Steel, Doctor Steel, and you're like, "Oh, I love Doctor Steel. I saw him live at blah blah blah." Son of a bitch! It was so good. He is the best ever. I think he works as a clown now. Really? I think he does. I would send him a thousand dollars to make another Doctor Steel record. Right. His website is still around and still endlessly entertaining. Mm -hmm. Yeah, look that up, listener. You'll enjoy it. Definitely an inspiration. And then the last so funny. I'd never met another person who was a a Doctor Steele fan. (laughs) Same. (laughs) I thought I was showing you something new. I was going to blow your mind, and you're like, "Oh yeah, I saw him a couple years back." Like, fucking fuck. So the the last the last letter I I got in the mail sack this week is from bread dough in testicle fork montana it says i'm going to come clean with you i've never heard of your podcast before i've never listened to a single episode and i never intend to listen in the future just wondering how come you never hear stories about people adopting foreign children who turn out to be psychopathic midgets this world is nothing but disappointment i'm thinking about digging my own grave at gunpoint (laughs) wait a second (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Bump the brakes right there, bread dough. Because my We've been looking for just that person. My friend Chris Lugosi just shared an article today. It was from allthat'sinteresting.com, and Chris is awesome. And for more than just sharing this article with me, but also for for just being a good chum. So it turns out the the, the headline here couple claims eight-year-old dwarf they adopted was really an adult sociopath. Now, listen up, bread dough. The Barnetts adopted Natalia Grace of Ukraine in 2010. They were told she was a child, but her vocabulary and adult teeth suggested otherwise. So there's a picture of her. Oh, what, a, what an adorable child with a little scarf and stuff. 
an Indiana couple believed they were scammed into adopting. So they got in trouble because after they came to believe that she was an adult sociopath posing as a child, it says Natalia Barnett. about that belief, that could lead to all kinds of problems, huh? Natalia Barnett soon began to exhibit odd and violent behavior, such as hiding her periods and threatening to kill members of the family. They contacted doctors, and they did a test, a bone density test to suggest that she was at least 14, possibly older. They, the couple was charged with felony neglect of a child, but they argue the media is painting us to be a child, child abusers, but there is no child here. So they, they bought, they bought a, they, they paid for an apartment and they leased an apartment for a year, paid out the whole year, dump the, dump this, this Ukrainian psycho <laughs> pretend to be a child in this apartment. And then they leave to Canada and they're getting in trouble for, for child neglect. Christine Barnett said Natalia would stand over her family members' beds at night holding sharp objects. She, uh, she claimed that Natalia had threatened to stab the family in their sleep and poured bleach in Barnett's coffee. She would make statements and draw pictures saying she wanted to kill family members, roll them up in a blanket, and put them in the backyard. So they had to hide all the like sharp objects in their house. And she starts like smearing blood on mirrors and jumping out of moving cars and nature versus nurture, right? Yeah, well, I guess so, but you can just never be sure about that stuff. It, you know, just the, the whole story gets, gets weirder and weirder. And now there's the, the Ukrainian mother is saying, Oh geez, I can't, I thought everything was going to be good when I gave her up for adoption and now everything's bad. And she really is a child. And well, I, I think there's a lot of ins and outs to this story, but I feel like bread dough, you need to put down the shovel and the shotgun, do some interneting to find you know, the light in the world that in the form of sociopathic little people posing as children to get adopted and then terrify their families. This portion of the podcast is sponsored by The Poon Project. P-O-O-N stands for People Obliging Others' Needs, and Poon has been out there doing the Lord's work for over three and a half months. Poon's founder, Samantha Sharkpile, has devoted nearly three and a half months of her life to making sure Poon touches as many lives as possible. And if you, dear listener, would like to help Poon touch more people, please reach out to Poon. People Obliging Others' Needs. That's Poon. Welcome, Poon. Yeah, it's nice that we're that we're getting uh, sponsors that that are also charitable organizations, not just like dog food. You gotta and do your part for society. It's yeah, people giving back. They do what we do. We all serve. So, what do you think would be the funniest thing to see at a funeral? Oh, it's hard to say. Um, I really enjoy. The thought that um, in maybe was it the 16th century, 17th, possibly 18th, they would uh, bury the folks out in uh, with the bell. Mm. And, Dead uh, ringer, sure. Yeah, that would. Uh, I don't know that that would be funny. Exactly, that would be like the other kind of funny. 
lots of bells, like two bells ringing at once. That'd be pretty funny. Mm. Who would you dig up first? Probably the less energetic of the two. Yeah. yeah. Also, I'm not a fast digger. So. Who is? Well, somebody at gunpoint, hopefully. Oh, well, maybe not, though. That would be the slowest you'd ever dig. You'd be like, well, as soon as I got enough of a hole dug, they're going to shoot me and, and bury me in it. Have, um, have you ever tried to uh, dig a hole big enough for a grave? I had to dig some pretty big holes in, back in the day when I was doing construction for my uncle. He was just trying to get to me out of the I had to bury a pet once, and I got tired of it about halfway through. Huh. So I can't imagine, like, even six feet down and I guess six feet long, right? Yeah. It's a yeah. lot of work. Well, I mean, the, once you get down, like the sides, you just kind of scrape them down, and then that's easy shoveling, you know. But the trouble is when you come across some roots, some rocks. There's like, always that. going to be a big-ass rock down there. You might have a fiberglass-handled shovel. You ever see one of those explode? No. <sighs> like the wood ones, they just kind of like snap, but the fiberglass ones... All right, so um, I think we're probably ready to wrap up for this evening, right? Yeah, but before we go, I just want to remind our listener to support independent authors and publishers. Buy their books, leave reviews, what the fuck, <laughs> even read them if you want. Thanks for listening to Destroy the Files. I think we all learned a lot on tonight's voyage into the imagination. I've been Brent. I'm Kate. And now it's time to say... Good night. See you in hell. Oh, good, good night. Yeah, I think that went okay. I'm sorry we, we had that fight in the middle of it. I'll edit the fight out. Now what do you want to do? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs>